Welcome to Radiant in Real Life. I'm your host, Beth Medley, and we are a community of women focused on becoming radiant in life, leadership, and the pursuit of Jesus. I'm so excited you're here. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Radiant in Real Life. I um, decided to chat with you guys today about time management. Um, It's something we've been talking about in our community this month. And it's been really interesting to watch as everybody uh, works through this. It's a topic that I've actually historically been um, presenting on and working with groups on for for a long time. And I actually just did a workshop on this for a local nonprofit as well. And it's one that is really close and dear to my heart because time is a commodity that we really don't think about a lot or we think about it way too much. (laughs) And so it's really valuable and we want to make sure that we're using it well and we're stewarding our time well. And I feel like sometimes we get time management um, up on this pedestal is like, okay, we really have got to figure this thing out. But there are some underlying issues that are preventing us from figuring this thing out. So I just want to chat about that a little bit with you today. The first thing that I I almost always say when anybody asks me about time management is that, especially for women, I think the problem is usually not time management. It's usually energy management, uh, almost always. And when I say that, it's like this, almost this, yeah, you're right. This like physical reaction that people have because it's like, that's the thing that I've been struggling with. I just feel so exhausted all the time. And y'all, this is also where I find myself a lot of the time because I do so many things and I wear so many hats that I find myself in the state of exhaustion. And this is just not where the Lord would have us be. That's not what he says. Jesus says that his his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He's not going to ask you to do anything that's ill-fitting for you. And so I think part of our problem too is that we have expectations that we're going to have energy to do all of the things that we need to do, all of the things that we want to do, all of the things that everybody else wants us to do, and all of the things that God wants us to do. And that's just not true. You have enough energy to do everything that God asks you to do and nothing more. So let's just be really clear about that. First of all, the other thing is when we start talking about time management, we often start uh, hearing this idea of work-life balance. And I don't love it. A a more growing in popularity phrase would be work-life integration, which I think is a little bit more accurate as to to how we really need to be doing this because work-life balance is, it's fake. It's setting us up for this idea that we're going to feel like we have a balance in our life, that we, uh, that we're achieving all that we need to achieve everywhere that we are. And that's just not how it's going to work. You're not always going to be the best mom and you're not always going to be the best employee or the best boss. And, and you're not always going to manage your time super well. And we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up to win, um, with, with even our language. So using this language of work-life balance, 
is it's really not going to be super helpful. Work-life integration is better, and actually what I typically teach my people and what I use is work-life rhythms. So rhythms are easier to live by. We are biologically designed to live by rhythm. You breathe in rhythm. Your heart beats in rhythm. Like We are designed to do this. The, the earth has a rhythm. We have day. We have night. Like there's just, it is an in nature that rhythm happens. Nobody teaches babies to dance and they are over there shaking their groove thing. Uh, Tabitha's new phrase that she's been saying, uh, I think all the kids were chanting it last night was, what is she saying? She says, shake your booty. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, who taught her booty? My oldest daughter came in and was like, who taught Tabby the word booty? I'm like, oh, she probably picked it up from one of you guys. Um, but yeah, she's so cute. And nobody taught her to do that, right? Like she didn't, she didn't have any dance lessons when she was an infant. She hadn't been taught how to dance, but when music was on, she just, she just danced because rhythm is inside of us. And so what I want to work with my clients on, and typically what we do, is we kind of notice how you're spending your time at first, um, notice how, how it's serving you and maybe how it's not serving you. And I actually have a tool that we use to, to really be able to visually see um, how you're spending your time and your energy and seeing what we need to add in and what we might need to take away from your weeks, your months, your days, um, and your quarters. That's We kind of look at them all individually um, because in a business, you often have quarterly things that need to happen. You have weekly things, monthly things. And so we're going to kind of take time to set aside and do those things first, figure out when we're going to be integrating them in, into your schedule. Um, so as we're talking about energy management, and really this is the thing, right? This is this is the thing that most of us don't think about when we're figuring out how to spend our time that makes a huge difference in how we're going to be able to spend our time. And the first thing that I think about when I think about energy management is I ask who you're spending your time with. Because for me, one of the biggest energy drainers when I think about things that drain my energy the fastest, almost always it's negative people. Almost always. It's feeling like I can't, I, I can never win with this person. It's feeling like I don't know how to, I, I don't, I can't help you. Like, you know who I'm talking about. You probably have a name in your head. The black hole person. It's like I can pour and pour and pour and they will never be filled up, okay? Sometimes you have the ability to to remove yourself from that person. And sometimes you don't have the ability to remove yourself from that person for one reason or another. And so we want to be strategic with just knowing that that person takes energy away from you and being able to set up boundaries to protect yourself, right? Like it is good that you would protect your energy because you are being a good steward of your energy. You're not just giving it away to anybody who would take it, right? The other thing is the people that you spend time with can also give you energy. They can give you ridiculous amounts of energy. Like I can walk into a room, feel like I I do not feel good. I am not on my best game today. I haven't eaten, whatever it is. And I walk into a room and people are 
there that love me, that are um, kind, that accept me where I'm at. And they are so funny. And I leave feeling filled up like with joy and with energy to be able to do something that at the beginning of the day, when I walked into that room, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Right. So who you are with, matters so much. So who is your community? Who are you with every day? Who are you texting with? Because y'all people can suck your energy over text. They can 1000% suck your energy over text. Do not be deceived into thinking that they cannot because they will. They will do it. They will do it. Okay. And Jesus doesn't want you to have your energy sucked away by people that are not actually going to be moving. Okay. Like if these people are not changing their lives, if they're not moving in the direction that you are moving, which prayerfully is towards Jesus, they don't need to be having that much say or that much, um, room in your life. So speaking of room, I, I always want to think about what we're making room for. And y'all side note, self-awareness is a huge part of this process. And I know it doesn't really think sound like I'm talking about time management, but truly all of these things are foundational to us being able to spend our time well. It's not uh it's it's a separate subject potentially this energy management stuff, but if you don't talk about it, you're just going to be like on this merry-go-round of not understanding why your time is not not being used to the best that it should be. It's like, hey, I should be able to get X, Y, Z done in three hours, but I just can't. Y'all, because you have no energy, you are emotionally spent, and you can't get it done because you, you're procrastinating because you have an emotional management issue, right? Because you have shame around not showing up in a certain way or because you have uh, anxiety about walking into a room with this person. Like whatever it might be, there's probably... Almost always, if there's a time management issue, there's almost always an emotional or spiritual or, or energy management issue, like almost always. So side note, being self-aware and growing your self-awareness is really key to figuring this stuff out. And if you feel like you're not very self-aware, community is also another place where you can get it because there are going to be people that are in your safe box that you can receive from, they're going to speak truth to you, that then you can actually take that stuff as constructive criticism and you can actually go in your life and make some changes because we're not going to get where we need to go if we don't make some changes. Changes are required. So, um, okay. So when we're talking about making room, we're talking about being with people that give us energy. Ultimately, Jesus is going to give you the most energy. There it is. Like being with Jesus is going to fill you up and direct your time more than any other thing that any time management guru can ever give you. Like he knows all the things. He even knows when your schedule is going to get messed up. He knows that your three o'clock is going to cancel. Whatever it might be, he knows it. And he can come aboard and show you the best way to spend your time and energy that day. He can tell you, hey friend, sweet daughter, I don't want you to do that today. I don't need you to think about that thing anymore. Hey daughter, like I know you said that weird thing last week, but you can let it go because I got you. 
Like, I'm not going to, I'm not, you don't need to wear that. That's ill fitting. It is not a good uh, yoke that I am putting on you. It's not something I'm asking you to carry. It's not your burden. I actually died so that it could be my burden. So you don't even need to worry about it anymore. So how are we spending time with Jesus? And if we're really honest about it, when we're thinking about time management and how we spend our time, when we're feeling pressed for time or pulled for time, time with Jesus is almost always the first one to go. And I, I know it can't just be me. Like, right? It, like, time with Jesus is almost always the first one to go, especially if we live a life in communion with him constantly. It feels like, oh, well, I'm with Jesus all the time. Like, I talk to the Holy Spirit all day long. Like, he tells me all kinds of stuff about every single thing that I do, right? But if I'm not taking time specifically to sit with him and to listen, then... I don't know how we can continue on thinking like we're just deluding ourselves into thinking that we're doing a good job of things if we don't listen to Jesus. And we talked in a past episode about humi- about your voice and how this is like your secret weapon, right? Your voice is your secret weapon to be able to change, affect change in your life and in the world around you. But listening is another one listening to others, listening to Jesus, like it will always give you energy because it will show you where to directly put it. And, um, okay. So if we're honoring Jesus with our time, y'all, he's the King of the universe. He will honor you in your productivity. And I know that this is like kind of this out in out there, like theoretical, like, yeah, yeah, God will like, God will honor it. And I've experienced this kind of in a, in a way where I'm like, wow, I got way more done today than I thought that I was going to get done. Some days when I spend time with Jesus, I don't get as much done. And it's like, he's like, are you willing to sacrifice that for me? Are you willing to trust that I'm going to actually make it, make it work? Are you willing to give me this time? And, and it does cost us something, but it's always worth the cost every single time. And then I've experienced this, this theoretical, um, Jesus bending time for me because I've, I've spent time with him and I honored him in that way. And so it's like, wow, I was way more productive this week than I have ever been because I was super good about spending time with Jesus and just listening to him. And I've experienced that. But then I also have this experience that doesn't really make a lot of sense. And honestly, I'm a little nervous to share it with you (laughs) because you might think I'm crazy. Um, But you can choose to believe this or not. It's it's an experience that I had. Um, My family was getting ready to go on a family mission trip with our church. And I had three kids at the time and I was pregnant with our fourth. And if you're from the Bryan College Station area, you're probably familiar with this drive. But I was in like north, like mid to north Bryan, not like north Bryan, north Bryan. I was like a Briarcrest. And uh, we are late to get on the plane. Okay. It's like several families from our church. And there were lots of other things that happened after the drive, like in the airport that got us on this plane on time that were weird things, TSA stuff, like just weird checks that got us on the plane on time. But y'all, I am not lying. We drove from Briarcrest and I, okay, full disclosure, I had just paid off some speeding tickets, (laughs) literally had to take care of it before we left on the trip. And so we were really being conscious of our speed. And I was like, Sam, 
my husband's driving. I'm like, Sam, don't speed. We're watching the speedometer. Like we cannot get a ticket. We can't afford one. And I like, God will get us there. If we miss the plane, it's fine. Like it'll be fine. And so we are going the speed limit. Okay. And, uh, so we drive from Briarcrest all the way down to like two, uh, to 290 and, um, highway six, like Hempstead. And this is not like a long, it's, it's not a short drive. I mean, I think it's at least 45 minutes. Um, I Google maps it a second ago, but then I realized I said 249 instead of 290. So that's further down. But, um, but I think it's about 45 minute drive. Like it's, it's not, it's not close. Um, y'all, we drove that in 20 minutes. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like it took us because I'm watching the time, right? Cause I know when the plane is leaving and it took us 20 minutes and we were going the speed limit. Like it doesn't even make any sense at all, but the Lord in his goodness put some kind of angel behind our car and literally bent time for us to get on this plane. Now I am not saying that God is going to bend time for you every time you mismanage your time or you like didn't get your kids ready. You're late for school, right? Like that's not what I'm saying, but I am saying that if you are seeking to honor him and you are drawing near to him, he will draw near to you. It is a promise and he is not going to forsake you and you're trying to endeavor to steward what you have well, your time and your energy. Like he, that endears us to him. He's so proud of us when we're even trying. Like it's not something that he's looking at us and he's like, oh my gosh, look at them screwing up again. Like that's not how we think about our kids. You know, like when I see my kids um, earning money and saving and tithing and like really wanting to be be really good about how they spend their money. I'm so proud of them. Even if they end up blowing it on a skateboard, you know, like uh, if that's an investment they wanted to make, like I'm super proud. Like you worked really hard for that. You know, like the father is so endeared to us when we are trying, he would have us do well. And when we partner with him in doing these things well. So I want to ask you if any of this resonates with you, like what piece of this that, that all that we just talked about is the Holy Spirit highlighting for you in particular? Is it that you need more rest? Is it that you need time with him? Is it that you need to be intentional about your time and actually do some time blocking? Like what, what is it for you in this moment that the Lord is saying, Hey, sweet daughter, I need you to prioritize this. So I want to know, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I want to be praying for you in this endeavor. And I do have some time blocking sheets and actually a a free teaching on time blocking, um, that if you want to hop into, I'm sure in the show notes, we'll go ahead and add a link, um, to be able to sign up for this. And it'll just shoot you an email with a 10 minute teaching on time blocking and my time blocking sheets that I use. And, um, yeah, I would just love to be able to share that with you and know what, how it, uh, how it served you. Thank you for listening to our episode today. Hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. So I have one last question before you go. What are you going to radiate this week in your life, leadership, and your pursuit of Jesus?